Podcast Network Asia. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Class Clown Podcast. My name is Chino Liao. How has everybody been holding up for the past week? I hope you like that. I hope you like this week's episode, the solo pod episode, rather, of me just talking about my nerddom. Um, I hope you guys picked up something about it. But if you were just turned off by the whole episode, I understand. You know, this is why it's hard for nerds to make friends because not everybody likes to talk about toys or or all sorts of things. You know, it's it's not a topic for everybody, so it's cool. It's fine. Uh, but if you guys did appreciate it, then I, then I thank you for listening and knowing that I have other nerds out there in nerd world that listen to me talk about nerd things for a good 20 nerd minutes. Okay, enough of the word, use of the word nerd. Let's jump right into the episode for this week with my very special guest, Mr. Gerald Tarog. That's right. Gerald Tarog is an award-winning filmmaker and the man behind such classics, instant classics in Philippine cinema like Goyo, Ang Batang General, and of course, General Luna. He's also done a lot of other movies like Bliss, Sanadati, uh, Senior High. Uh, the list goes on and on. Magatianan. Uh, confessional, just a host of other movies done by him. And we talk about this creative process and we di- we deep dive into how he went from being a film scorer into being a director and an editor and writer and a man of many, many hats. And they ask him about how he comes up with the stories and what he plans to work on in the future. And it's such a very detailed look into this man's life because he and I go, uh, we know, we've known each other for quite some time, but I've never really gotten the opportunity to talk to him like this. Never really gotten the opportunity to pick, pick his brain, if you will, and talk to him about the filmmaking process. And so even I learned a thing or two during this interview and it was just, I could talk to him for hours on end. So I, appreciate the time that he gave me and I appreciate the time that he took out to explain to me what he does behind the scenes. So without further ado, guys, let's jump right in to my interview with Mr. Gerald Tarot. What an honor it is to have my guest for this week's Class Clown episode. He is the director of General Luna, as well as a lot of other films out there. Sanadati, if you've heard of it. Confessional, just a lot of amazing cinema in the world. Let's welcome Gerald Parog to the Class Clown podcast. Hi, Gerald. Hello, Chino. Uh, Thanks for having me here. Thank you for saying yes to this guesting. Now, alam kong pandemic ngayon and a lot of the 
productions out there nagbo-bubble yeah. ikaw ba nag-start ka na ba mag-bubble or at least mag sulat-sulat mag-plan or what the whole pandemic I was just writing mostly nagpe-pitch ng mga kwento nagsusulat ng mga script ganun tapos isang beses lang nakapag-shoot actually we did this dance film for for CCP Um, yun lang. And then everything else has just been planning and planning and planning and writing and writing. So medyo... Ayaw. So at least during the pandemic, busy ka pa rin, no? kahit pa paano, nag-create oh. ka pa rin. Well, wala namang choice eh, kundi magpaka-busy eh. Kaya... <laughs> Pwede ka naman tumenga lang. Pero <laughs> ako, masisira ulo ko pag nakatenga ako. Kaya... <laughs> I need to do something. Oo, tama yan. Tama naman din yung approach mo sa life. So... Gerald, kaya na invite dito kasi a lot of people know you as the director diba, of the movies that I've mentioned. Mm-hmm. Pero not a lot of people probably know you as a, a film scorer. Tama ba ako dito by this assumption? Yes. Um, all of my films, ako yung gumawa ng music for them. Right. Diba? And ikaw na din nag-edit, diba? Ikaw na din nagsulat. Yeah, usually yes. Uh, writing usually also. Minsan may co-writer ako. And I also do music for for other films, for other directors. Right. So, ang dami mong hats, no? Doon tayo sa film scoring since doon ka nag-start, di ba? Uh-huh. Sige. So, I want to know paano ka first of all nag-start as a film scorer. Alam ko may music background kay. Yeah. Um, I've always been a musician since I was a kid. I started playing the piano na parang early grade school pa lang. Tapos bandang grade 6, drums. So hindi na ako tumigil sa pagda-drums ever since. And I also learned a lot of other instruments along the way. Tapos um, I took up music composition in college. So medyo yung mga inaral namin doon sort of uh, medyo experimental music na nasa avant-garde na side siya. Um, but it was fun. Uh, I learned a lot. And um, nagkaroon ko ng appreciation sa... Kumbaga, kasi kung galing ka sa medyo pop and rock na stuff, medyo out of this world yung mga experimental. Eh. So, right. nagkaroon ako ng appreciation for for both uh, worlds, kumbaga. Ayun. And then, um, soon as I graduated, right after that, actually, diretso ako sa film scoring. Um, I did music for commercials and um, a few films also. So, I think my first feature film was kay Bong Revilla, naalala ko. Oh, Agimat yung title. <laughs> ikaw, ikaw pala film scorer noon. Okay. <laughs> That was early, I think mga 2002 or 3 ata. Basta hindi ko na masyadong. Na-reboot, oh, na-reboot na yung, yung Agimat tale niya. Yung Agimat franchise niya nun eh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yun. And then medyo tuloy-tuloy na after that. Pero kasi parang even before, while I was still in College of Music, alam ko na naman na gusto kong gumawa ng pelikula. So parang sinabay ko siya. Ginamit ko yung film scoring as an entry into uh, the film industry. Kasi wala naman akong contact sa... Hindi naman ako film major, so wala naman akong kilala masyado. Wala akong network, kumbaga. So, ginamit ko na lang yung pagiging film scorer ko na, ano, yun. Right. So, nung college pa lang, alam mo na na gusto mo nang gumawa ng film, no? Yeah. So, may alam ka na din ba noon about filmmaking itself or was it also a learning process for you? Like, alam mo na ba yung paano magsulat ng script, paano magdirect, etc. Well, ev- everything was sort of an eh. I mean, I took up some some film theory courses uh, in UP, pero hindi ako nag-production class talaga. So, lahat nung natutunan ko was mostly through trial and error, medyo self-study siya. 
while I was composing music, gawa, gawa ako ng gawa ng mga pelikula, mga short films, um, usually on my own and sometimes with my friends. Tapos usually pera ko lang din or kung may mauto akong friend na ano, maglalabas ng pera. Ayun, ganun siya. <laughs> pero, <laughs> ayun, um, pero ever since parang nakatali yung paggawa ko ng pelikula sa paggawa ko rin ng music, which is why I... I, I consider myself more of as a musician na na sidetrack into filmmaking, parang ganun. Kasi first love ko talaga yung music ever since. So, kung gumagawa ka ng pelikula, kung nagsusulat ako ng kwento, parang in a way, ang tingin ko pa rin sa kanya, parang gumagawa ako ng piyesa, ng, ng piece right. of music. Oo, parang ganun siya. And, and the way I structure stories sometimes, um, I think in musical terms, kung yung climax ng kwento, etc. Basta may, may, may mga ganong ano. Right. Mga, oh, gets ko naman eh. Kasi parang, ewan ko ah, correct me if I'm wrong, pero di ba usually yung mga kwento may, may rhythm talaga siya eh, di ba? May, may hmm. ano, tama ba yung term ko, rhythm ba yun? Basta may flow siya eh. Na, maram, that, maram. That, that makes sense when you explain it uh, as a musician. Diba? Yeah. The way the story moves, it's it's very musical in a way. So it make it makes sense now for you as a musician, diba? Na nagstart ka with your music background and napunta ka na dito being like one of the biggest directors in the country. Na isip mo bang iwan yun lahat dahil sa drama at bumalik ka lang sa music or <laughs> nagsawa ka na ba at dumating na ba sa point na nagsawa ka and said magdadrums na ako habang buhay alam mo wala wala pa nagtatanong sa akin yan and that's like a question that I've been wanting to hear ever since yeah. I always have fantasies of of quitting the the business kasi ay tama ka eh madra, madrama siya and um hindi lang yun it's just uh, it's also the politics and um Lalo na kung, kasi kung galing kang music and you're a composer, hindi ka naman talaga naghahanap ng buhay na showbiz life. Alam mo yun? Right. Na parang nandun ka sa, sa hot seat and then uh, lahat ng gawa mo, it becomes public property. And kumbaga kung ano-anong iniisip ng mga tao, good or bad, uh, dun sa nagawa mo. And sometimes you're not really prepared for that as a composer. So um mas mas insular kasi yung buhay ng ano eh, ng composer. So hindi siya ganoon ka-exposed sa sa public. Kasi usually magko-compose ka lang and then may iba magi-interpret ng music mo. Tas okay na 'yan. Bilang galing ako doon, I I always have fantasies of of quitting at some point. Pero ganun din kasi parang I also have fantasies of of pursuing a musical career talaga pero hindi ako makapunta ng mga gig kasi pag nasa gig ako, naiingit ako dun sa mga banda nagpo-perform. So parang, I'm sort of stuck. <laughs> hindi ko alam. Oo, parang, parang ganun siya. And um, at the same time, parang in terms of financial, mas, mas, syempre, mas okay yung finances sa pelikula. Uh, mas, mas pwede kang kumita dun. Kaya I prefer to stay there. And it, it, hindi naman sa hindi fun. I mean, ang daming rewards ng paggawa ng pelikula. Pero marami din siyang mga ano, mga pitfalls also. So parang so, kumbaga ngayon, nakikita mo pa rin yung positive side kahit paano? Well, so, parang I, I have to. Kasi I, I also have obligations with with uh, certain people na parang kailangan kong tapusin to. Ganyan. And um, when I started naman kasi, uh, di ba sabi ko nga, nung college pa lang, alam ko na naman na gusto kong gumawa ng pelikula. Eh. So parang 
um, that time kasi alam ko naman na may gusto kong sabihin and gusto kong magkwento. Kasi kahit bata pa lang ako, when I was into music, I was also uh, doing my own comic books, ganyan, mago ako right. ng mga kwento. So gusto ko naman talaga magkwento. It's more of, nandun ako sa weird na place na hanap buhay ko yung pagkukwento, paggawa ng pelikula. Pero kung may pagkakataon lang at kung sobrang viable lang, I would rather do music. May right. ganun ako. Ikaw na drama sa utak ko. Uh, right. Makes make sense naman. Makes sense. So, ikaw, uh, from what I'm getting at, gusto mo lang magkwento. Diba? Mm-hmm. Like, whether it be through music, through movies, na kwento mo, gumagawa ka ng comics. So, is directing, is filmmaking the final goal for you? May gusto ka pa bang gawin other than that? Um, hmm. Actually, I've been, mula nung pandemic, para pinag-iisipan ko kung ano kaya pwede ko pang ibang... gawin. I mean, I'm, I really haven't reached any solid conclusions yet. I mean, may time na nagtuturo ako. Before I did General Luna, I was teaching in Lasal. Um, I enjoyed oh. that. Okay. Uh, so, ayun. And in some ways, that's also a form of storytelling, uh, teaching. Pero hindi ko pa alam kung anong pwede kong gawin na ano eh. Parang I need a stronger na advocacy para lang pwede kong iwanan yung pelikula kung talagang gusto ko siyang iwanan. parang ganun. So hindi mo pa nahanap yun is, is what you're saying? Hindi pa. pa. Um, I don't know. Maybe something related to science. Medyo, medyo nerd ako sa ganun bagay. Eh. Pero, eh, Ayos. Baka pwede kang maging James Cameron ng Pilipinas. Diba? Kuha ka ng camera. Kuha <laughs> <laughs> underwater cam. Oh, diba? <laughs> so, oh, diba? so sabi mo nga yung influence mo, influences mo in terms of music and film scoring medyo experimental siya diba so does that affect how you see a movie and how you score it ano ba yung process no nakaapekto ba yun sa style mo or kung ano yung dictate ng film yun lang din yung ibibigay mo usually kasi pag sa pelikula uh, music is in service of the story so hindi siya yung bida Um, so, kailangan mong sundin ko ano yung dinidikta ng kwento. So, um, in terms of ano, yung, kung yung background ko, it just makes it easier for me to jump genres, kumbaga. Yun lang yung parang pinaka-benefit niya na kung yung pelikula, kailangan, kailangan mas rock yung approach niya. Eh, di, madal, kaya kong gawin yun kasi background ko naman din talaga rock music. Eh. And then, kung kailangan niya maging experimental or, or orchestral, kaya kong mag-switch doon. Kasi I also have great love for classical music and experimental. So, if anything yun, madaling, madaling mag-switch. Um, and for example, in my own films, parang uh, when I, I did this high school film called Senior Year. Yes. And um, oddly enough, yung, pag nagsusulat kasi ako ng kwento, usually meron akong playlist ng mga, mga songs para ma-inspire ko habang nagsusulat. Uh, while I was writing that, ang soundtrack ko parang mga 1950s and 1960s na mga pop music ng sa US. Right. Uh, mga mga pop music na mga lolo't lola natin parang ganun. Kasi uh, yung yung sorry for background lang din sa mga listeners, uh, yung story na yun is about a high school reunion, 'di ba? Um yes, yeah, so although uh, he, although malayo yung 1950s dun sa actual setting. Ah, malayo, uh, okay. Ah, uh, oh. Pero I don't know, minsan ganyan lang talaga, naghahanap ako ng sobrang ibang-ibang genre para lang ma-inspire ako. But um, when we finished the movie, it it turned up na bagay pala yung mga kanta ni Janoy Danao dun sa ano, 
sa pelikula. So I ended up ano, collaborating with him for for that. So nawala lahat ng mga 1950s at 1960s na. Pero <laughs> inspire ka naman eh. Kaya okay lang yun. Yeah, oo. Okay. Yun naman yung point. So, ikaw, you also score for other movies, diba? Na hindi mo dinirect or hindi mo ginawan. Yeah. Essentially, is it different scoring for other movies as opposed to scoring the films that you made yourself? In some ways, it's sort of uh, harder. Pag iba. Kasi pag ako lang, pag pelikula ko lang, alam ko na yung gusto kong gawin. Pero siguro mahirap din i-quantify kasi ano eh, parang minsan pag sarili kong pelikula, I, I take forever para mahanap uh-huh. yung ta- tamang music. Pag sa ibang director naman, minsan naman, isang pasada lang okay na kaagad. Pero minsan, yung director, hindi niya masabi kung ano yung gusto niya talaga. So, merong mahabang mahabang point na nag explore pa and trial, trial and error pa rin. So, um, depende din sa project talaga. So, minsan madali, minsan mahirap. Yung I I did this I did music for Right About Love kay Crisanto Aquino. Okay. I think MMFF last year or two years ago. Two years ago ata. That one was that one was very easy kasi parang halos isang pasada lang approved na kaagad. Pero yun, may, may mga iba na ang tagal bago ma-approve. Ayun. Right, right. Okay. Pero yung mga Revilla, was that hard for you? Was that easy for you? Was that That was that was hard kasi it was my first film and um first feature film. Tapos sobrang laki pa niya na fantasy na uh-huh. epic. And um uh, medyo ano, syempre bilang baguhan ka pa nagpapa-impress ka pa. So you're doing everything para maging malaki yung tunog din, etc. Right. Kahit wala ka pang Uh, prior experience to that na uh, practical. So, uh, medyo mahirap siya pero thankfully, ano naman, uh, around that time parang nagustuhan naman ng director yung, hindi si Bang Revilla yung director. Uh, thankfully, nagustuhan naman ng director yung ano. Yung right. Uh, kasi kung si Bang Revilla magbubudots lang yung soundtrack na. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not the best soundtrack for epics. Diba? Uh, well, anyway. basta, basta mabayaran ako, okay na. <laughs> So anyway, now now that we've delved into your creative side, sabi mo nga, paano ka nag, kung paano ka gumagawa ng kwento or kung paano ka nagsusulat, you have a playlist for yourself. How do you, rewind lang natin ng konti, how do you decide to on what story to work on? Paano ka ba, kaya itong mga ginawa mong historical epics and then gumawa ka ng psychological thriller right after? So parang, Tama ba ako? Nauna ba yung epic sa thriller? Nauna yung thriller sa epic? I did General Luna, tapos Bliss. Tapos Bliss good. And then Bliss is right after, di ba? Uh-huh. So, paano ka nagde-decide kung ano yung gagawin mong next? Parang nabibili ka ba ng genre? Or naisip mo lang tong story on the spot? You're inspired by something? Or what? Uh, honestly, sobrang ano? Sobrang random niya. And sobrang mundane din ng reasons. Wala, parang... Kung ano yung nandyan na mai-inspire ako, usually yun lang yung, uh, yun yung ginagawa ko. Assuming na may maisip akong kwento for that. Parang yung first film ko, uh, Confessional, uh, medyo tungkol siya sa Sinulog Documentary. Ah, right. Sinulog Festival. Um, and so, only, uh, parang documentary na din siya in a way, diba? Parang yes. Story, ah, yeah. And the only reason I did that kind of story was because the year before that, I did a documentary on Sinulog Festival. So, um, dahil nandun siya, ginawan ko na lang ng kwento. 
yung balik ako dun sa senior year, um, wala naman talaga akong balak maggumawa ng high school film. Pero dahil gumagawa ako ng mga AVP para dun sa school na yun, one, one day nandun ako para naisip ko, okay siguro gumawa ng parang high school movie na ang mga artista, yung actual students ng school na Ayun, tapos ganun. Same for General Luna. Parang may nabasa lang akong yung libro ni Nick Joaquin and then isang Wikipedia entry tungkol kay Antonio Luna. Tapos naisip ko, aba, okay gumawa ng kwento para dito. Ha? So, ayun. Oh, so, dapat pala, kinoconsider na din ng mga profs ang Wikipedia as a credible source. Kinoconsider <laughs> mo eh. Kinoconsider <laughs> ko siya as inspiration. Na parang, uh, okay. Uh, okay. parang ang wild nitong taong to. Parang ang sarap gawa ng kwento. Ayun. Right. Oh, wild naman talaga siyang tawas as we saw yeah. in the film, di ba? Yes. And on, on Wikipedia. So, ngayon, di ba? Nag-start ka na magsulat. Nag-score ka na ng movies. And now that you're on set, you wear a lot of hats, di ba? Mm-hmm. Hindi ka lang director at times, eh. So, is it something you're comfortable with? Gusto mo ba yun na madami kang hinahawakan? Or are you, it's just the way that you cope with the process? Paano ba yan? Ano siya, parang it was out of necessity nung nagsisimula ako. Kasi nga, um, sabi ko nga, I was a music major tapos wala akong network. So when I was studying, doing self-study on on movies, on how to make movies, um, wala akong ibang ano, mapuntahan. Kundi, so ako na lang din yung nag-e-edit ng pelikula ko. Ako na lang din yung nagsusulat. And in the first place kasi, yung editing naman is, is hindi naman siya ganun kalaking pinagkaiba sa paggawa din ng music kasi right. yung pacing, yung rhythm ng, ng mga putol, pareho lang din naman. So yun, parang out of necessity since wala ako ibang, ano, wala ako ibang friends na film. Right. Pero ngayon, may, may name ka din, may, may pull ka na sa industry. Is that still something you prefer doing or pinapahawak mo na sa iba? Um, it's more of ano, kasi nasanay na ako, kumbaga. Um, kaya I would rather do it kung kaya. Um, right. Pero pag hindi kaya ng schedule or ng load ng trabaho, ang una kong pakakawalan yung editing. Right. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, yung writing, pwede kong i-share, co-writing. Um, kasi mahirap. Yun, yun, para sa akin, yun yung pinakamahirap na part ng filmmaking, yung pagsasulat. Uh, and then, music ang pinang, pinakamahirap na pakawalan. <laughs> kasi doon ako sobrang very specific eh. So, kung may hierarchy yan, yung music talaga yung panghahawakan mo to the very end, oh, apart from directing, of course. Yeah, kasi baka masira yung ulo ng composer sa akin eh, pag ako yung, ano, pag siya yung kumag. <laughs> alam mo naman yung feeling nun, di ba? I'm sure. Oh, uh, mapipikon lang sa akin yung ano, kung sino mo. <laughs> right. So, eto may question tayo from, I gathered questions from people and yung question na nga na yun, galing dun sa tao na yun and Tinanong din niya, pag nag-extra work ka ba sa set, may extra bayad din ba to? Or wala? <laughs> ano siya, um, ever since parang ginagawa ko siyang package na uh, you, you, you hire me as director, composer, editor, etc. Et right. right. So, okay. ganun na siya. In a way kasi yun din, since hindi ako ano, I don't direct uh, TV, I also don't direct commercials. So yun lang talaga yung ano, yun lang talaga yung racket ko, yun lang yung hanap buhay ko. So I might as well ano, yun na rin yung paraan ko kasi hindi naman ako makakagawa ng ng limang pelikula sa isang taon, usually isa at most dalawa. Bihira ngayon right. dalawa. So kumbaga ano, sinusulit ko na yung isang pelikula na yun na parang ito na lahat dito ko na makukuha yung ano ko for the entire year almost. So ayun. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense naman. Kasi iba 
isang movie, mga ilan na yun, may three months ka na nagpa-planning pa lang, eh, diba? tapos may ilang yeah. months ka pa to shoot. So, mahabang process din siya. Eh. So, kumakain din siya ng oras. No? So, is like when you do a project na kunyari i-approach sa'yo or i-pitch sa'yo, is it, do you consider how difficult the project will be? Or kahit gusto mo siya? Or do you just take it on kasi alam mo maganda yung kalalabasan niya? Um, usually, ano, pag, paano ba? Pag kinakabahan ako, doon ko siya, doon ko siya mas kukunin. Pag parang hindi ko alam kung paano siya gagawin. Um, yung, yung General Luna, ano yun eh, parang, uh, sobrang kabado ako that time kasi hindi ko alam kung paano ko ipupull off yung mga war scenes and, right. basically zero, hindi ko alam kung paano siya gagawin. Pero dahil mukhang interesting siyang project, kinuha ko siya. And usually yun yung parang pinaka-deciding factor na kung saan ako kinakabahan doon ko siya gagawin. Um, ayun. I mean, if, if kung, kung natuloy yung Darna, yun. <laughs> I had no idea how to do a superhero movie pero kinuha ko siya kasi fun. <laughs> so, talagang hinahanap mo talaga yung pinaka-mahirap, I guess you could say. Pinaka-uncomfortable kang part of, of the filmmaking process. Tama yeah, either, either either yung proseso ng paggawa mismo or yung topic mismo, medyo controversial, ganun. Although hindi pa nga, hindi pa nga ganun ka-controversial eh. Pero um, yes, basta may meron, ano, merong worthwhile challenge. Kaya na, 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 napipiko na rin yung mga, ano, yung mga crew ko dahil pahirap doon ang pahirap yung mga ginagawa ko. <laughs> Pero wala ka pa naman na, hindi ka pa naman na-cancel eh. No? Hindi ka pa naman. Well, I've, I'm, I've been canceled in some places. Pero okay lang. Wala okay naman. lang. Buhay ka pa naman. It's Why fine. Hindi uh, naman nakakapatay ang cancel eh. So, <laughs> so, ikaw, now that you've mentioned General Luna and it's blown up to be Tama ba ako, the biggest earning movie in the, in the country? Historical. Or, biggest earning historical film in the country. Uh-huh. Na-expect nyo ba na mangyayari ito when, when it happened? Um, no. Walang, walang ganong expectations at all. In fact, nung week na tumatakbo siya, first week niya kasi, ano siya eh, um, pinupull out kagad siya sa mga theaters, ganun, which is oh. like, yun yung, yung mas ini-expect ko yun. I'm, I'm always prepared for failure. Parang ganun siya. So, pag nilabas ko yung pelikula, ah, I'm sure papalpak yan, kaya okay na. Dead man ako. So, um, I was actually in some resort and just enjoying myself. Kinakalimutan ko na yung pelikula. Um, and then, second week, third week, pumasok, yun. Medyo nagulat na lang kami lahat at ano, sumabog siya ng ganun ka, kalaki. No idea at all. Wow. But, Tapos pumutok siya. So, nung nangyaka yun, how did you feel? Um, Siyempre, may part na parang... Hindi naman mawawala yung yung masayang-masaya ka dahil na-validate yung trabaho mo eh. Pero um, nabanggit ko nga kanina, parang hindi hindi rin ako prepared sa ganong ano, sa ganong oh, level oh. of exposure. Kaya I I took a lot of time to to sort of try to process it and to learn how to cope to be sort of sort of a public figure, parang ganoon. Hindi hindi ko siya hindi ko siya pinangarap. <laughs> right. Oh. Kasi like from what I know, from how I know you, medyo introverted kang tao, di ba? Like medyo yeah. di ka mahalubilo sa crowd and, and stuff. So when you end up directing the highest earning historical movie in the country, parang nakakaiba ng buhay yun, di ba? Medyo, yeah, medyo nahirapan akong mag, mag-adjust for a while. Um, and I'm still kind of adjusting actually. Pero ano naman, um, at least I'm, I'm sort of in a better position now. 
nag-recognize ka ba sa public? Like, may mga nagpapapicture ba sa'yo? Or, um, fan sign idol, mga ganyan. Seasonal siya, seasonal. Pag, pag may pelikula na nasa theaters and then medyo sikat siya, um, may chance na from time to time may makakakilala sa akin. Uh, ayun. Pero pag walang pelikula, I'm, I, I enjoy my anonymity very much. <laughs> right. So, nakakagala-gala ka pa din dyan. Paano? Well, oh, no. I mean, yeah. without I mean, the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hindi naman ako celebrity status eh. I mean, I'm just some people na they recognize from something. Somewhere. Right. Yeah. Right. So, now that you've mentioned na you are out there looking for yung stories that you don't know how to tell. Diba? May mga kwento pa ba dyan sa environment mo na gusto mong ikwento? Um, yeah, actually, right now, I'm sort of struggling with this uh, zombie script. Na, wow, okay. Uh, oh, um, na, ano nga, parang natapos ko na script and then sinabmit ko siya and ako personally hindi ako masyadong masaya. Pero um, sila din actually, so nireject nila. Pero inuulit ko yung script niyan and I've, uh, parang... I've been, for several months already, I've been trying to wrestle with the story. Pero ano siya, pag natapos ko siya, I think ma-enjoy kong gawin to. Dahil hindi ko rin alam kung paano gawin. Kasi <laughs> never ka pag gumagawa ng zombie movie. Oh, it's just one of the reasons why I also jump genres as much as I can. Para lang, ano, para lang fresh palagi yung experience. And parang every time nagagawa ka ng pelikula, parang paano nga ulit gumawa ng pelikula? Parang may, may ganun kang feeling. which makes things a lot more exciting. Right, right. Okay, so with that, we'll take a quick break and let me tell you about more of the ways you can support this podcast only here on Class Cloud. More of the Class Clown podcast coming to you in a bit, but first... Let me tell you about Cinco de Mayo. That's right. That was just that was just uh, a few days ago. Now, if you don't know, Cinco de Mayo is the annual holiday celebration in the states, wherein people pretend to be Mexicans and drink a lot of margaritas. That's basically it. Now, if you guys want to have your own fiesta in your part of the world, in the Philippines, well. Guess what? Lazada's 5-5 sale is still going on. It's going strong till May 9. So you have all the time for this weekend to use my unique referral code podlink.co slash shk. All you have to do is shop the amazing deals on Lazada's amazing app by accessing it using my referral code podlink.co. .co slash shk. Log that onto your browser. It'll lead you to the app. And for every successful add to cart that you do, you help this little podcast of mine out so that I don't have to drink cheap tequila when Cinco de Mayo comes. All right? So again, the link is podlink.co slash shk. Now, if you feel like you have what it takes to start your own podcast, Then go ahead and do that because I did and I definitely don't have what it takes to keep doing this for a living. It's not sustainable, guys. <laughs> between between the issues that I put out there and the food that I eat, this is not a sustainable format. But if you guys feel like podcasting is for you and you want to start your own podcast, 
then you can do so by going on Podmetrics. Podmetrics is the easiest way to track your podcast listenership, you know, your rankings and all that. And it's also the best and easiest way to monetize your podcast. You do not have to be the next Joe Rogan to earn money while podcasting. Trust me, anybody can do it. And you can start doing that for your podcast as well by using my referral link or referral code, rather, Class Clown. Again, just log on to podmetrics.co and use my referral code, Class Clown. That's C-L-A-S-S-C-L-O-W-N. All one word, no caps. That's right. Now, if you're an advertiser listening to this and are very impressed with the way how I, with the way I segued Cinco de Mayo into Lazada and you want to work with me, you can do so by logging on to advertisers.podmetrics.co. Again, that's oh sorry, podmetrics.co slash advertisers. There we go. That's the correct one. Podmetrics.co slash advertisers. Fill out that form and you can uh, ask the people of Podmetrics that you want to work with me because I am a professional. Anyway, that's it for the ads for this episode. Back to more Film Talk with Mr. Gerald Tagon. Back on the podcast with director, film scorer, all-arounder, Gerald Tagon. Now, Gerald, you mo na yung process mo. Your, your creative talents when it comes to beginning a project. I want to ask you about ending a project, man, since you're also involved with post-production. Mm-hmm. Since creation, as a director, it's project. So how do you edit yourself? How do I edit myself? Yeah, um, kung yan eh, ikaw, nakaupo ka na dun sa editor's chair, diba? at ikakot mo na yung film, at may nakita kang mga stuff na, ay, hindi pa na nag-make sense to, or ay, pwede ko palang alisin to. Is that a process that you go through, or do you immediately know kung paano mo i-edit yung pelikula? Um, pag-shooting, habang nasa shooting pa lang, actually, medyo may idea na ako kung paano i-edit yung pelikula. Pero, syempre, pag Iba yun pag dumating na sa ano, pag nakaupo ka na sa harap ng, ng editing workstation. Eh. So, um, when I'm editing my own film, sobrang editor's hat. Wala akong pakialam kung, kung pinaghirapan namin yung isang eksena or kung gaano kamahal yung... Which is to, to the consternation of my producers. Pero <laughs> usually wala akong pakialam kung gaano, gaano kamahal yung isang eksena. Um, I did that a lot in Goyo. Madami akong mga... For, for, for a two-hour, 40-minute film, madami na akong tinanggal ng mga eksena dun sa pelikula na yan. Um, and then a lot of those were um, involved very expensive sets and whatever. So, um, ayun. Medyo... Major editor's hat siya. Right. Yon. And then I don't usually... Basta ang importante is you get to tell a story na hindi ako personally tinatamad pa roorin. Right. Okay. So as a... I don't want to say specialist, pero tama ba ako pag sinabi kong specialist in the world of historical movies? <laughs> no, eh? How uh, close are you to the source material? Kung baga, how accurate is it? na pinindigan mo yung source material mo? Or Ay. is it more dramatic for you? Interesting question. Um, 
depende sa ano depende sa sa personality dun sa actual na historical figure for for Antonio Luna I was only relying mostly on two books uh, yung libro ni Vivencio Vicencio Vivencio Jose and yung kay Nick Joaquin okay so yun lang siya so meaning I had a lot more creative license para mag-imbento ng mga bagay-bagay for Goyo parang umabot sa mga 15 to 20 books yung sources pero hindi lang tungkol kay Goyo kundi also yung mga yung mga other supporting characters so um if anything kung kung in terms of historical accuracy mas mas pabor yung Goyo mas maraming mas maraming historically accurate na events dun sa right. sa Goyo um and then the third film which would be tungkol kay Manuel Quezon Um, I'm hoping masimulan within the year. I think nasa mga 40 to 50 books yung binasa ko para lang to come up with story. So, yon mas madaming ano dun, mas madaming mga events that I took directly from from books and just found a way na para ma-thread sila together to form an entertaining story. So, um, ayun. Pero at the same time, kasi lahat naman ng historical films are all, ano eh, may creative oh. license eh. Wala naman talagang totoong historically accurate na film kasi Tama. the fact na ginagawa mo yung pelikula at kinukwento mo siya as a film is already inaccurate. Dahil uh, iniimbento mo lahat eh, pati yung dialogue and whatever. So, ayun, hindi siya, hindi siya malaking problema sa akin. Hindi siya malaking kasalanan kung may creative license ka. It's more of, are you fair to the source material? Mm-hmm. And are you fair with your creative exploration. Hindi ka masyadong unfair dun sa tao. Parang gano'n. Right. Okay. Perfect answer. So, uh, dahil nga na uh, bring up na din yung Quezon, which is the third in the trilogy. Hmm. Parang napansin ko din sa filmography mo, may may habit ka of making trilogies, eh, di ba? Like yung unang three <laughs> films mo were a trilogy, these, these historical things were a trilogy. Uh. Is that a habit na ginagawa mo talaga na i-group mo sila sa isang trilogy or nagkataon lang din yan? Nagkataon lang siya. Um, yung first trilogy was, um, I called it the Camera Trilogy, which was confessional. My first film and then my second film, right. and then Sana Dati. Um, ayun, parang naging trilogy lang siya in retrospect kasi una kong sinulat yung Sana Dati pero una kong nagawa yung confessional. And then I sort of realized na yung parehong films na yon may camera as uh, right. parang element nun sa pelikula. So might as well do a trilogy para lang, oh, para lang masaya. Para mag-round off lang. Kumaga. Oh, parang ganun. And then, dun din sa ano, sa, nung ginawa namin General Luna, 2015, around that time, ano eh, parang uh, sumasabog pa lang yung Marvel Cinematic Universe. Eh. Um, although 2018 yung Iron Man, pero parang wala pang hindi pa ganun ka not, not, not too many other people were were doing that cinematic universe thing so parang naisip ko it would be very cool kung ginawa natin yun dito pero historical figures yung ano yung cinematic universe so ayun kaya ako pinitch ano as a right. right okay so is history something you want to go back to after Quezon or Sawa ka na sa mga, sa mga <laughs> historical books. Sa 50 books yun. Di ba dali yun? Ah, Nakakapagod magbasa. <laughs> oh, di ba? Exactly. Parang nasa law school ka bigla. Di ba? Nasa master's ka bigla eh. Yeah. And also the, the fact na, ano, eh, na 
parang maraming history books, they sort of contradict each other. So, may mga kanya-kanyang interpretations sila ng events. Kaya, ang hirap mamili minsan kung ano yung susundin mo. Um, I, I, I said somewhere online na parang ayoko na munang gumawa ng mga historical films. Pero it's more of an eh, pag sunod-sunod kong ginagawa, doon ako nagsasawa agad eh. Parang naalala ko nung, nung may time na panay horror yung ginagawa ko. So, right. May mga shake, rattle, and roll, and kung ano-ano pa. Tapos, alam ko, sinabi ko rin somewhere na parang ayoko na muna mag, mag-horror. So, same with historical films. Pag, if ever man magawa namin yung Quezon at matapos namin siya, I doubt na susundan ko siya with another historical film. And also the fact na, ano eh, um, to make those kinds of movies, kailangan ng sobrang laking budget and sobrang laking effort. And hindi ganun karami yung mga producers sa Pilipinas na ano na willing na maglabas ng ganun pera. Lalo na for a historical na sa genre na ganun. Oo. So, Gets ko naman yun. Kasi nakabuo sila ng production company just from that one movie, di ba? Parang... Yeah, oo. So, so, kung ganun, di ba? Nasabi mo nga na movies like these involve large set pieces, di ba? Ang daming tao involved, ang daming moving parts, and syempre, ang daming pera. Pag ikaw ba, pag nagpipitch ka, kinoconsider mo yan? Like, paano mo nakoconvince yung tao maglabas ng pera, ng milyon, di ba? Uh, to bring a story to life. Depende sa, again, depende sa, sa project. I just got really lucky with with General Luna na parang nirewrite ko yung script ni Ed Rocha and Henry Francia. Right. And then after I, I did that, kinalimutan ko na yung project. As in, nasa baol na siya for, for like two years. And then, I had the feeling na hindi ko siya magagawa. Parang medyo confident ako na hindi ko siya magagawa ever kasi wala, wala naman maglalabas ng pera for that. So, ayun. And then, nagulat na lang ako na one day uh, may nahanap na si, si Ed Rocha na producer for it. So, hindi ko na kailangan i-pitch um, And then, I was, for Goyo, I was running on goodwill <laughs> dahil sa General Luna. Kaya, right. kaya pumayag sila na ganun, ka, ganun kamahal yung, yung project na yun. Pero depende. I would, pag, pag mga in times of scarcity, magpipitch ako ng kwento na ano, alam kong kaya kong i-shoot within this small budget. Um, ayun. Pero pag alam kong medyo sila swerte ako sa panahon na yun, pwede ako mag-pitch ng ano, medyo magastos na project. Kung kumagat sila, edi ano, fun. Ayun. Pitch ka na lang ng pandemic movie, di ba? Uso na yun ngayon. Oh, <laughs> well, apat na crew lang. Apat na yeah. Yun, yun, yun yung ano, yun yung zombie film na ano, Oh, wow, okay. Kinatry kong isulat. Something na pwedeng gawin during the pandemic. Nice, nice. Cannot wait kasi alam na naman natin, pumapatok na ulit si Zack Snyder. So baka... <laughs> uh, well, hindi baka, ko pa alam kung ano eh. Hindi ko pa alam kung ano magiging output nito eh pagkatapos kaya script eh. Baka i-reject ulit eh. So ayun. Pero sana matanggap siya. Right, okay. So interesting na nasabi mo yan. Kasi nakaisip ako ng question. Like, when you start a script ba... Do you have a direction on where it's going? Or do you just let the story tell itself? Like, um, yes, gets mo ba yung question? Yeah. Okay. Um, ang parang rule ko is I always have a, a beginning and an ending. Kasi pag wala kang, pag wala kang ending, lalo na parang hindi mo alam uh-huh. kung sulat ka na nasulat tapos hindi mo alam kung saan ka pupunta. Usually may ganun siya. Kaya kailangan na, no, bago ko magsulat ng script, or ng outline man lang, ang inuuna ko is yung intro and ko ano yung last shot ko dun sa pelikula para alam kong tapos na yung kwento. Usually, oh. ganun. Ang galing. Ang galing nung may last shot ka na kaagad kahit wala pa yung 
basic skeleton ng kwento. Yeah, parang ano eh, um, dun, dun dumadating yung fun part kung, kung paano mapapupuntahin dun sa last shot na yun. Usually ganun. Right, right. Okay. So, as we wrap up this interview with Gerald Tarong, I have just a few more questions to ask him about his film career. No? So, dahil nga naging director ka na and editor and film scorer, may iba ka bang gustong gawin as a filmmaker? Like, are there other avenues you want to try or are you satisfied? <laughs> Okay na ako. I mean, I I I acted in my first film and I'll uh, never... Kumain ka, ng, kumain ka ng fried chicken doon. <laughs> The method yun, pare. Never, never again. So, <laughs> I, I ako kumarte ulit sa, ano, sa pelikula ko. I only did that dahil napilitan ako. Um, I did sound design for a while. Um, that was fun. Pero okay na ako sa, ano, kumikita naman ako ng sakto with, with all of what I'm doing so far. And I'm having a lot of fun doing music for... Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. So, okay. Dahil naman lahat tayo dito, lahat na nakikinig dito mostly are artists. And alam natin as artists, kailangan natin kumuha ng terbaka na minsan di natin gusto. Pero taste the yeah. bills. Diba? Uh, so, are you still able to apply your same creative license dun sa mga projects na ganun? Um, yeah. Oh, Usually kasi, although to be honest, I did most of that. yung tumatanggap ng projects because I need to pay the bills. Um, I did most of that when I was starting out. Right. So, um, I did a lot of composing for other directors. Um, hindi naman sa napipilitan ako. I mean, I willingly took the project kasi pag ayoko naman talaga yung... There, I, there are only like, siguro mga isa or dalawang projects na tinanggap ko dahil kailangan ko talaga ng pera pero hindi ko gusto yung project. Pero other than that, mostly, ano, masaya naman akong tumatanggap ng project and I, I apply my creative process whenever kahit ba sabihin natin uh, for further money lang yung yung project masaya pa rin naman talaga siya kahit pa pa right is that because swerte ka na nagugustuhan mo lahat ng nilalapag sa or is it because you really love what you do um it's more fun huh? it's more of i i try to find the fun part dun sa sa project kahit hindi siya ganun ka fun minsan so <laughs> maghahanap ka ng ko ano yung ko ano yung entertaining para sa Um, yun, it's not it's not always successful. May mga projects na talagang pinilit kong matapos kahit ayoko na. Um, ayun, at, at the end of the day, yung yung pera na lang ang ano eh, <laughs> ang tinitignan mo eh, parang sana makuha ko na yung check eh. May, may mga ganong projects which is hindi pa naman may iwasan yun. Um, right. Pero um, I've been, you know, in many ways I've been lucky for the last uh, since, I guess since Right before General Luna, parang ganun, na parang I get to do most of the projects that I really want to do. So, dun ako sinaswerte. And I, alam ko at some point mawawala din yan. Kaya I, I, I never take it for granted. Right. So, nilulubos ko na lang habang nandyan pa yung, yung opportunity na yan. Right. So, what I'm getting at here is, hindi, na, nakikita ko, is hindi mo talaga inexpecto lahat. No? Like, wala kang... Hindi ka parang si Quentin Tarantino na 10 movies lang ang gagawin ko. Ayoko na. Kahit yumaman ako, ayoko na after 10 oh, movies. Diba? I wish, I wish pwedeng ganun na lang. Pero <laughs> hindi ko, wala. Wala akong naplanan sa, sa ganito. Is it because gusto mo talaga yung filmmaking process or because you started something na hindi mo na makontrol? What, what drives you basically to keep making movies? May, may ganun ah. 
Para parang ano, parang halo siya. May ganung aspect eh na parang nandito na ako, so might as well continue and do the best that I can with with whatever projects na available. So may 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 ganung aspect eh na parang sabi ko nga, I have fantasies of quitting, pero nandito na ako eh. So parang gawin ko na to, 'di ba? Masaya naman siya eh. Um, at the same time, um, hindi pa rin naman nawawala yung yung initial fire when when I started na parang gusto ko talaga magkwento. Kasi nung, nung nagsimula ako, parang ano siya eh, parang it's either that, it's either I tell stories or walang kwenta yung buhay ko. May may ganun drama nung nagsisimula. Right. So, nandun pa rin naman siya. Um, I have a feeling na pag tumigil man ako, da, parang magkakaroon pa rin ng, ng desire to tell a story somehow. So may may ganun siya pero um parang I try to take it uh, one project at a time na lang parang and so far with every project I do ano naman siya worth it naman na magpatuloy sa sa current path at sa career. Right. So ayan maybe maybe someday may magawa akong project na parang after that sabihin ko ah, ayoko na okay na ako solved na ako sa ano sa nagawa ko sa buhay ko so pero sa kaya hindi mo pa alam ko ano yun. Yeah, yeah. Um, sa ngayon, nag-enjoy naman ako. Kaya, wala, to... wala, kang, wala kang back pocket project dyan na nakatago sa baul. Alien epic, May mga ano, parang meron ako mga listahan ng mga genres na sana magawa ko at some point. So, ayun, ganun. Pero mga pelikula na wala naman. It's more of mga genres. Sana ma- makagawa ako ng comedy. Sana makagawa ulit ako ng love story na parang ano. Right. improve over sana dati para may, may mga ganun lang right so yeah. ikaw ba pag nagsusulat ka or pag gumagawa ka ng kwento gumagawa ka ng project na re-realize mo ba at a certain point na ay di pa lang maganda to or ay parang mali na yung ginagawa ko or never pa nangyari sa'yo yun meron may mga may mga project ako na parang dumating na ako sa point na nagiging damage control na lang siya And it's more of because uh, nakikialam yung producer. Right. Na I already had this vision and I had I was sort of confident na magiging okay siya. Pero dahil iba yung idea ng producer and hindi siya sanay dun sa mga pinipitch ko, pasok ng pasok yung producer with other demands, with other mandates para... Ayun. So nababago yung, ano, nababago yung vision and in the end, nagiging ano siya. Parang parang halo-halong intentions and vision. Right. Kaya nawawala ng integrity yung pelikula. So, as, mas, as much as possible, iniiwasan ko dumating dun sa damage control. It's uh-huh. more of, I try to do collaboration as much as possible. So, pag nandun ka sa level ng collaboration, masaya palagi. Pero pag damage control, wala na. Right, right. So, kahit papano, kahit madami kang suot na hats on set or in the production itself, di ba? Nakikipag-open ka pa rin to work Siyempre, dahil nga film set yan, mm-hmm. you're supposed to be willing to work with other people, diba? Dahil team effort uh, yan. Oo naman. Um, at, siyempre, uh, hindi siya, I, I never I never dictate right. whatever. Parang, I, I'm, I guide people, more of, kinaguide okay. ko sila towards the vision. It, hindi ko, hindi ako gumagawa ng lahat ng decisions dun sa pelikula. Uh, madami parang pinapasa ko dun sa de- sa department kung ka- sa camera or sa art dep ganyan right um, sa kanila usually I consult with them tapos um, binibigyan nila ako ng options and then dun ako nagde-decide pero hindi ako yung eto na lahat from A to Z gawin nyo hindi, hindi siya ganun 
I always ask questions. Right. Okay. Perfect. So as a very last question, maglalagay tayo ng typical ender question dito sa podcast na to. What do you think your legacy will be dito sa industry na to? Do you have an idea of what it will be? Or may gusto ko bang iwan or what? OMG. Uh, hindi. That's something that I honestly don't really think about that much. Okay. Parang, I don't know. I mean, I, I appreciate the the feed the good feedback that I've been getting. Um, and na-appreciate ko yung mga taong sobrang na-inspire sa mga ibang pelikula na nagawa ko. And parang, I know at least a few people na parang their lives sort of changed because they saw a movie that I did. Right. Um, sila yung nagsasabi sa akin na I mean I get I get emails from random people sometimes so nakakatawa yung ganun and it sort of validates what what I've been doing pero at the end of the day I'm that's something na parang iniiwasan ko talagang pag-isipan ng matagal kasi uh, may part sa akin na parang natatakot akong isipin ko ano yung iiwan ko I, I don't know it's, it's sort of perverse na ganun yung ganun yung approach ko towards that I I don't think in terms of legacy. I just think in terms of I just hope na yung pelikula na itong particular project na ginagawa ko or yung gagawin ko is something na beneficial sa tao kahit at the level of entertainment lang. Kahit hanggang mm-hmm. lang. Um, masaya na ako kung ma-approve, kung ma-achieve ko yun. And then kung may financial rewards after that, then great. But beyond that, ayokong... Maybe maybe when I was starting out, I sort of tried to find a sort of sobrang high purpose na parang merong gusto mong baguhin yung mundo and whatever. But as you grow older, parang ano siya, na, na, natitame siya yung ganong, ganong tendency. You, you become less pretentious. And um, you just try to be as sincere with that specific project as much as possible without actually... Um, with, with may, may ang, ang hirap i-articulate eh, pero parang meron, you're still aspiring to some higher goal pero at the same time ayaw mo maging pretentious and ayaw mo maging propaganda yung isang pelikula so parang it's always a matter of trying to find the right balance towards that so that's just a long way of saying na hindi ko iniisip talaga yung legacy but i hope that i leave something useful and good behind when when i'm done with all of this filmmaking Alam mo, okay lang yung long way of saying things kasi kailangan natin pahabayan yung episode. But thank you so much, Gerald Tarog, for taking time out to talk with me today on the podcast. Yeah, it, it was it was fun. Maraming salamat. Sana nag-enjoy ko sa questions ko and sana nag-enjoy din yung listeners natin. Thank you. Thank you. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Class Clown Podcast. Again, I'd like to thank my very, very special guest, Mr. Gerald Tarog. Oh my God, man. What an interview. I am so just amazed by what I picked up. And I hope you guys picked up a few things from this interview as well, like his creative process, how he goes about designing stories, how he figures out what to work on next, how, why he wears so many hats in the industry. It's such a mind-blowing conversation that I had. And if this episode isn't the episode that gets people to listen to this podcast, then I don't know what is. I cashed in all my showbiz credits 
to get this one guesting on. So I don't know who you guys want to hear from next because next week I don't even know if if I have a guest. Honestly, baka next week a guest gonna see you know see <laughs> Mystica <laughs> or or uh, some random celebrity Chef Boy Logro or something you know or or some random person that I meet on the street right maybe I get them for the podcast net next week but I guarantee you it will not be as good as this one so I hope you guys let me know what you really liked from this episode if there are quotable quotes that you heard from it if there are things that you really want to expound on things that you that struck a chord with you you know th- things that I said that may have that you like or that offended you or that you find so confusing that you needed to call out my attention then you can do so do so. Let the people know that you listen to this podcast by tagging me on social media at Chino Supersized. That's for everything that I have on there. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of it. You name it. I have it at Chino Supersized. Also, if you listen to this podcast on Spotify, I would appreciate a follow on there as well. If you follow my Spotify account, You will not get anything. I will not get anything. But it will let the Spotify gods know that my podcast is actually being listened to by actual humans and not bot listeners. So please, let them know that you are real by giving me a follow. Also, giving me a review on other podcast aggregators like on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Just let them know that you love what you hear, give me an appropriate amount of stars, not too high because you might expect good things, not too low because, I mean, I'm I'm at least a three-star, guys. Come on. I'm at least a three-star podcast. So rate me an appropriate amount of stars, leave me a good review, and even if you're bad in the review, it's fine. Put it in there. I don't, you know, even if you think that this is the whole tirade that is unnecessary go ahead leave that review in and let the people know that you love listening to this podcast now for the next few weeks we'll be going deep into comedy podcasting with a few friends from different comedy podcasts i was lying when i said chef boy Longro. if you guys want to me to talk to him fine said tell me how to reach out i'll talk to him sure but for the next few weeks, we'll be talking to a few comedy podcasts out there, starting, of course, with Machong Chismisan. That's right, my old friend, Makoy Pare, Ingo, and Tito Pinch. Uh, We get to talk to them about their podcast and how they started out in the industry as well. And why did they Podmetrics code? Ko. That's also a, a question I need to ask them. So until next time, I... Have been Chino Liao. This has been the pod. This has been the Class Clown Podcast, powered, of course, by Pod Metrics. Goodbye. (laughs) 
The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.